Welcome back to another episode of the Drinking and Talking Fantasy Football Podcast. I'm your host, Dustin Lunt. Hello, everyone. I'm the other guy over here, Jake Trowbridge. And how are you doing today, Jake? So, so much better. I had had a little bit of routine maintenance, as they call it, uh, yesterday at the old doc office, and now I'm all... I'm all light, and I'm ready to go. You're feeling like a mailbox. Uh, Yeah. After, you know, after you've taken all the mail out. Yes. Yes. Indeed. All right. Well, that's good. Well, we're back. Another episode. uh, Continuing our divisional series. Yeah. Yeah. I'm loving it. We're into this. This is... We're still deep in these. I'm like McDonald's. I'm loving it. Oh. Okay. I thought you were going to say, like, overly salty or something. No. Okay. All right. No, I'm like Donovan McNabb from Sunny. I'm loving it. (laughs) For those of you who don't know, go watch it. Anyway, we continue our divisional uh, series breakdown here. This week we're talking about the NFC South. Um, So that should be a lot of fun. Very competitive division. Yeah, I'm Um, actually really psyched to get into this one. Yeah. Because this is good fantasy division. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. High-scoring offenses all around. Yep. Lots of options. So, first things first, what are we drinking this week, Jake? We are drinking beer again, my friend. We're drinking beer again. Back on the I back be, on the old horse. I, I love can it. Be back at it. So I love it. Um, I'm loving it. This is a Revolution Brewing Ale. This is the Rosa Hibiscus Rosa, Ale. Rosa, Rosa, Rosa. <laughs> Out of Chicago. The old Chi Town. Yes, very nice. The the city with big sleeves is what they call it. Somewhere, probably. Probably. I am pouring this real. Oh, this is real this nice. This is a nice pink. looking beer. Yeah, I like it. Looks good. A little thin looking. A little, little bubbly. Looks this like doesn't a, smell like hibiscus. No. Although I don't know what hibiscus hibiscus smells like. So. It smells like uh, an aunt's perfume, I think. I do get some of the floral in the flavor, though. You get that bouquet. Yes, I do. That's nice. That's I okay. Do I can do. It looks like an old-fashioned cream soda when it pours. You know what that looks like? Kind of. Looks like this. It does. So now you do know what it looks like. Hold it's... for planes. Hold on. Hold for planes. Still holding. Ah. Fuck them. <laughs> <laughs> Don't they know we're recording a podcast, dicks? Um, so, yeah, it's okay. I know uh, this isn't your cup of tea. I'm trying to not. get us to branch out. I'm all about it. Yeah. Um, I could, you know, have the one and I would be perfectly okay with it. Um, but I don't know that I'd, you know, trick a ton more than that. Yeah, this just makes me feel fancy. It's got a little so bitterness like to it one. that I don't appreciate. It's not a hoppy bitterness. There's like a... Different maybe, bite to it. Maybe that, that's the flower stem that you're maybe, tasting. Maybe, maybe. Maybe that's what it is. Um, I don't know. It's pretty, it's pretty it's tasty, okay. though. I give it an okay. I'm more than okay. Well, I will... You know what? I'll finish yours. Well, let's not be hasty <laughs> here. I mean, I'll finish the beer. Come on. Fine. But... Good. All right. Moving on. Yep, yep. All right. Drunk Trade of the Week. We, yeah. got, we got a good one? Oh, we got a real good one this week. Lay so, it on me. We ventured out to Reddit to find some real... Uh, golden locks here and thank you reddit users out there oh, seriously. Uh, you provided just a gold mine of information you guys came <laughs> through big time um lay your hands on this one this one comes from gore grip 821 on reddit it said my league mate did this back in 2017 
sets the scene here. 1 a.m., he's been drunk for the past few hours. We see a notification in the activity log. He traded away Austin Safarian Jenkins for Kai Forbath because he needed a kicker for his kicker's bye week. Let me stop here. What? <laughs> I, I was going to say that as well. Like, what? It's a kicker trade, so already we're in pretty deep and unfortunate territory. But it goes on to get so much worse. The best part, Kai Forbath was also on bye that week. Uh, <laughs> if my eyes could roll further back into my head right now, they would. But they literally can't. Yeah, you're going full Undertaker <laughs> oh. already as it is. Um, he did go on to include this a bit at the end. Uh, one of his league mates reminded him of this tasty detail. That same guy had already had a second kicker on his bench that was also on by. <laughs> uh, so you had, what? So you had three kickers, three kickers all on by all on in the by. same week. And you mean to tell me there was no <laughs> kickers on the waiver wire? You could just drop the one that was on by and... And pick or up another one, or just be real about it and play without a kicker for a week. Well, maybe that wasn't allowed in their uh, bylaws. Oh, maybe that's that a could thing. be. Okay. I mean, you have to set a legal lineup, so maybe. Yes, but but you do anything else in your power to set you don't that trade. legal lineup. That's... I mean, I get it's ASJ, but uh, yeah, still, I'm sure. like, he's I'm worth sure more than a kicker. Anybody's worth, more <laughs> especially than a one on a buy, for God's sakes. <laughs> This was so beautiful. Oh. Honestly, God brings a tear to my eye. Uh, it was incredible. Uh. So, yeah, that's a pretty solid drunk trade. That I is. I would say on the uh, Jaeger scale, he's like, a, he's like a double deuce. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. That's... Uh... If I was if I was his league mate, I would remind him of that all the time. I, I just ask him, do you, do you have enough kickers on your line? You know, in your in your team, I just want to make sure you're set for the season. I would never stop offering to trade him my kickers. That as well, I would just every week. I would, especially when they were on bye week. <laughs> oh goodness, so great! Right. Thank you again. Yes, thank you. H1 that was amazing for bringing that light into our world. All right, so. Um, We'll move into our NFC South breakdown here. Yes, indeed. Um, little recap of last year's records, just so we know, set the stage, so to say. Um, so the Saints were 13 and 3. We had the Falcons at 7 and 9, Panthers at 7 and 9, and the Bucks at the bottom of the division at 5 and 11. The Bucks stopped there. Ding. Touche. All right. So, team-by-team team breakdown. We'll start with the uh, division leaders, yes. the New Orleans Saints. And really, what's not to love with this offense? Oh, my gosh. It's well, great. I think we're going to talk about what's not to love about some of it, aren't we? We yeah. are. Okay. Oh, I love the foreshadowing. That's nice, Jake. <laughs> I mean, it's just kind of built into the template, but I'll take the credit. All right. So, um, quarterbacks, we got Drew Brees, one of the best of all time. Absolutely. Uh Hall of Fame bound, Drew Brees. Absolutely. Teddy Bridgewater, Taysom Hill. That about rounds out your uh, quarterback depth chart. Um, running backs, we've got Super Camario, Alvin Kamara himself. We've got Latavius Murray, free agent pickup. We do. Um, really, that's all we need to know for the running backs. Um, um, Javorius Buck Allen. Like I said... Those are the only two we really need to, to know about on the offense. Right. Hit us with the wide receivers. Wide receivers, we've got uh, Michael Thomas. I heard he's pretty good. 
we got Traquan Smith, 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 uh, Smith, Smith, um, going into a second year. Cameron Meredith, um, Ted Ginn Jr., the old Ginster, and that's pretty much it. Maybe the return of Des Bryant. Who knows? Maybe, <laughs> maybe not. And then uh, for tight ends, we have uh, Jared Cook. That's basically it. Josh Hill. Like I said, basically Come it. Come on, man. Give proper shrift to these guys. They work their their hearts out. Hey, they're way off. better than I am. I'm not going to you know, take that away from they them. They made but. the squad. They deserve to hear their names spoken on a... We're talking fantasy relevant. <laughs> fantasy relevant here. All right. All right. Okay. All right. So, um, Jake, why don't you start us off? Actually, we're, we are... Have the mind melted. Here, uh, for a regression candidate. So, why don't you... Uh, yeah. Why don't you lead us off here? I would love to. Um, when I think regression, I think Jared Cook. Um, and it's not because of anything he's doing or not doing necessarily. It's mm-hmm. uh, it's more about what Drew Brees is doing or not doing. In, in uh, New Orleans last year, the tight end group combined for 89 targets. That was a 70% target share. Mm-hmm. Jared Cook, by himself in Oakland, saw over 100 targets. Right. So I think it's safe to say he's not going to see the same target. Yes, I share. definitely don't see that in that offense. I mean, yeah. let's be honest. He was pretty much the only option in Oakland last year. It was him and and the old bones of Jordy Nelson. Love, right. But, um, you know, not exactly lighting the fantasy world on fire. Exactly. So, yeah, I think it's fairly safe to say, and especially because it's not like the Saints have really dropped a ton of weight. I mean, yeah, they got rid of Ben Watson. Cool. And Mark Ingram, he wasn't really seeing a ton of targets anyways. Um there's still too many guys there. That yeah, are lots of miles of above him. Yeah, yeah, I'm agree 100. percent Yes. Don't have anything to add to that. That's exactly what I was looking at and where I, I was going it. with it. So I did it. All right. Well, then so, let's move on into uh, something a little more positive. Who yeah. is your up and coming player? So my up and coming player, someone I did not mention here on the um, roster when I was going through the depth See? chart. How dare you? You get you get all this smugness, and you say that's all we have to talk about, and then you pull a crap move like this. <laughs> all right. Who are you all talking right. about? All right. So Austin Carr, wide receiver. Uh, he was a rookie last year. Um, saw a limited number of snaps. But um, I know in training camp last year, he was getting a little steam. Um, you know, the Saints offense, you know, seems pretty uh, in-depth. You know, you have players that have been there for multiple years. Drew Brees, Sean Payton, they've crafted this offense that, you know, for, what, 10 years? Plus 10 years. Um, oh, yeah. You know, so it'll take a little bit to pick up the old uh, playbook. So I... Um, just someone to keep an eye on. I don't think he'll have a big fantasy impact this year, but I think yeah. he's going to take a step forward and just someone to watch for. Um, Cause let's be honest on this offense. There's not a lot of young up and coming players pretty much. Oh, I, mean, I disagree, but we'll get to that said, for the most part. That's fair. Yeah. So you think deep uh, dynasty stash? Yeah. If yeah. Have yeah. If you have space. room at the end of the bench, keep them on your watch list. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised if he makes some noise in the preseason here. Uh, just someone to keep an eye on. You know who else you should keep an eye on? Who's that? Trey Quan Smith. You heard me say his name before. I'm not going to stop now. Um, well, I'll just piggyback on exactly what you said. 
Also second year going into the offense. Very also true. a tough offense to pick up. Mm-hmm. Pretty ingrained. Um, and he did flash last year. He, he had some games where he definitely flashed and put he, up some fantasy points. Yeah. If for some reason you predicted correctly and you inserted him in yeah. your lineup, he basically could have won you your week in a couple of weeks. Mm-hmm. Um, but it is telling that his first game seeing more than 37% um, of the snaps, he put up that 111 yards, two touchdowns. That's big. And that's a big vote of confidence that he had from Drew Brees. Mm-hmm. He made some comments about him in the season that he really liked him. Um, and again, he was a rookie. You can't expect the world from a rookie, but those were good signs. Absolutely. I like it. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I don't like? What's that? <laughs> These question marks that we have on this roster. And I don't know why I have this question mark, but it's something doesn't sit right. Okay. With Latavius Murray. What is it? I want to really like him because historically any running back basically in New Orleans is quality. Right. Even if they're the so-called number two. I think part of it is like, uh, are they going to keep feeding Kamara even more? He's certainly on an upward trajectory sure. in terms of like how many targets and, and carries he's getting. Is that going to keep trending upward? Because if it is, there's not going to be as much left over for Latavius as there was for Mark Ingram. Mm-hmm. I'm also kind of of the belief that Mark Ingram's a better running back than Latavius Murray. I don't think you'll find many people the counter that point yeah so i i don't think he'll be bad at all and i think he could be a flex guy at least i just i don't know if the whole you know saints rushing everybody get on board i i don't buy that quite as much i guess mm-hmm. i don't know so that's why i have him as a question mark who is your big question my question mark is the saints o-line slash drew Brees. um you know, Drew Brees is 40, which I know is like the new 30 in the NFL for quarterbacks. Seems like everybody's going to play until their mid 40s, at least nowadays. Well, I don't know um, how, how Drew Brees' diet looks. That's the real question. Yeah. I, you know, we don't know. Um, he had last season for him, for the Drew Brees we all know and love, mm. kind of a subpar fantasy finish at number eight overall all the way down i know i know still number one but you know that's not where we're used to seeing him we're used to seeing him pretty much top five every year like just consistent you know had under four thousand yards for the first time in like eight years like i mean he's just the stats are starting to decline that's something and whether that's just you know the offense is shifting a little bit with camara and the running backs or is it the age 40 decline? Is that, you know, age finally starting to catch up with them? And then, you know, the Saints really didn't do a whole lot in the draft to bolster their offensive line. Um, their center retired. I just have some questions how the offensive line is going to hold up protecting him. Mm. We know he's he's very much a pocket quarterback. He's not one to scramble around and get a lot of yards. Uh, so with those two things combined, I'm just concerned about the type of season he's going to have and i mean i'm not projecting him to fall off the face of the earth here but yeah i think there could be the decline this year this could be the year where we see it happen and he is still being drafted highly yes you're gonna have to spend to get him exactly he's the number how about let me ask you this i'm curious uh i don't want to give away the farm about what we're talking about 
uh, soon here with the Falcons. But just based on ADP, who would you rather have? Matt, Matt Ryan or Drew Brees? Matt Ryan. And they're back-to-back. So you can have Matt Ryan half a round sooner. I'd pay that. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Well, there we go. That makes sense. All right. Well, we'll get to him soon enough. Yes. But for now, Bucks, talk some Tampa Bay. Let's do it. All right. So their depth chart. So we got Jameis Winston, former number one overall draft pick, um, going into his final year and his rookie deal, uh, kind of a prove-it year for him. And then behind him, Blaine Gabbert, I guess, is a thing. Um, he's pretty much the only fantasy-relevant quarterback on the team. Uh, for running backs, we've got uh, Ronald Jones. Uh, Joe. Peyton Barber. The Barbershop. Andre Ellington. The... Elling, no, I, no stop, I lost. Just it. stop yourself. Lost and then uh, Bruce Anderson, yeah, my boy, your man, Bruce my boy, Anderson. your uh, Manderson. That's right. And then uh, wide receivers, we've got Mike Evans, Chris Godwin, who I think everybody has heard of them. Um, hmm. Some guy called Brashad Perryman is yeah. on the team. Yeah, uh, Justin Watson. Hmm. Get to my favorite name. Say my favorite name. Xavier Ubusi? Nope, that's not the one. Spencer Schnell? No. Bobo uh, Wilson. Bobo Wilson. Ah, was, that was I the next one on my list. So need him to be fantasy <laughs> relevant so I can talk about him more. All right, and then for tight ends, we've got uh, Cameron Brayton, OJ Howard. Not necessarily one, two in that sure. order, but uh, those that is your uh, fantasy relevant players for the Bucks. Woo! All right, so regression candidates. Yeah, you want to start us off? No, you you start us off. Yeah. All right. right. I did do a heck of a job last time, so I can see why you'd want me to. Um, My regression candidate seems pretty obvious, I think, to anybody with eyes. Peyton Barber. I don't. uh, Sorry. Sorry, Barbershop. Um, I just don't see him getting through this entire season being the lead guy. Is it because you see Ronald Jones stepping up? It's not, actually. I can't see either of them being the lead guy, and I think that's the problem. I don't think that Bruce Arians can insert one into the lead guy role and ride him the entire season. I just don't see it happening. Well, you know, he was quoted saying that they have their uh, their David Johnson on the uh, roster already. Yeah, so. I'm sure they do. I'm sure you <laughs> hope that that's Bruce Anderson. Oh, absolutely. Which, I'm, hey, it's I'm possible. picking him up wherever I can. I, there's no reason not to, right? Peyton Barber was uninspiring. Like, as uninspiring as a running back could possibly be last year and still maintain his job. I, and it's just because Ronald Jones was so bad. Um, I do expect Ronald Jones to get a little better. You know, he'll certainly give him more fight. I do He's like, flashing in camp so far. Yeah, everybody's flashing in camp. Um, I do like Bruce Anderson. And I'm not ruling out... Andre Ellington being their primary pass-catching running back. That I could see. When he was with Arians in the Cardinals and David Johnson wasn't a thing, he never saw fewer than 57 targets in a season. That's crazy. Yeah, that's I mean, it's not, only like three seasons worth. But but still, that's not yeah. insignificant. That's like Duke Johnson level yeah. of involvement. So, hey, maybe he gets those mm-hmm. pass catches. Well, that takes away basically any right. investment I would want in Peyton Barber. <laughs> So, yeah, I see him dipping down. Who you got on the dip? 
All right. I've got on the dip uh, Cameron Brait. Yeah. Uh, and this is basically um, the only reason is that O.J. Howard, you know, hopefully stays healthy this season. Um, when he's on the field, he's, you know, dynamite above, above average tight end. Shut I guess up. you could say you say better things. <laughs> <laughs> he's dynamite. He is dynamite. He is an athletic man out there. <laughs> he and, is uh, an athletic man. So I think Cameron Brate's just going to get kind of phased out. I don't think the offense will be able to support two tight ends. Uh, Brate is a good backup. If O.J. Howard gets hurt for some reason, he can step right in. I don't think the offense would miss a beat, but I just expect Howard to stay healthy this season. So, ergo, Brate is going to regress. Fair enough. All I right. mean, it's right there on the page. It is. You don't, you don't buy into anything about how Jameis just loves to target Brate. You don't see that no. being a... Again, I don't, I don't see strong. two tight ends on the field that often, so gotcha. he's just not going to be a thing. I bet this next guy is going to be a thing. Who's that? Your up and coming? That's or my up and coming. up and coming. My up and coming? Um, Justin Watson? Yeah, I'm intrigued. Again, deep dive. Um, I don't think this is as deep. Certainly not as deep as your Austin Carr. Very true. I so think. he was a rookie last season. Mm-hmm. Um, had a good camp last year. Had a, had a decent preseason. Made a little bit of noise. Didn't get on the field a whole lot. But let's be honest. They had three... Four, you know, wide receivers already. They had Djax, who's gone, Adam Humphreys, who's now gone. Um, so they need someone to step up into that third role behind Evans and uh, Godwin. So this is this is the guy right here. Have him on the end of your bench. Pick him up for cheap if he isn't picked up because he's gonna flash. Let me tell you, he'll be a good like bye week, you know, fill in type of player flex for you. I dig it. I, I believe he's going to flash. So he, should be, he should be wearing a trench coat. That's how much I think he's going to flash, Dustin. But he's not going to flash like Chris motherfucking Godwin. Uh, this is, look, this isn't rewriting history. This isn't reinventing the wheel. That's what I was going to say. This isn't that. This is just, again, it's me having eyeballs. Chris Godwin is talented as fuck. And Again, you just said it. Deshaun Jackson's gone. Mm-hmm. Adam Humphreys is gone. Yeah, lots of targets opening up. Aaron's already loving him. Talking big game. Again, it's just coach speak. But it's legit. And here's a little fun fact. Chris Godwin and Corey Davis finished basically back-to-back last year. Except Corey Davis averaged like 89% of snaps. And Chris Godwin only had 64% of snaps. That's huge. So I expect him to bump up to that 80-plus range, and uh, he's going to be good. Yeah. Be real good. So my question is, because there's a lot of hype surrounding Godwin right now. Totally. Would you draft him at his current ADP? What's his current ADP? Why do you ask me these questions when I don't have the answers in no, front no, of me? Because you asked me a question. I know. <laughs> don't ask questions you're not prepared to also answer, apparently. I'm sorry. Talk some more Chris Godwin while I uh, no, I'm gonna look up the ADP No, I'm going to do an ad for Revolutions Brewing Rosa Hibiscus Ale. Rosa Hibiscus Ale. For when you like the idea of flowers, but would rather them not be in a vase. And unless you're going to pour your beer into your vase and then drink it. Rosa Hibiscus Ale. Coming to you, well, now. 
because you can purchase it currently. Jesus fucked us, and how long does it take for you to pull him up? There, there's a lot of web pages to go through here. So, well, you gotta close down some of the porn tabs so we can get to work, my man. I don't understand. Okay, what you're he saying. is being drafted wide receiver twenty three. How did I do that? And I was busy talking all that dumb shit about the beer. He is wide receiver twenty three. Would I draft him there? So he's going mid fifth round. I, I probably wouldn't, honestly. And it's not because I don't think he'll be great, because I think he will be great. I just, I don't see that as a value in the fifth. And I, it's just because I draft based on value. Now, if I had to take him above the likes of Tyler Lockett and Sammy Watkins, who are also going around him, yes, I would do that. And above Jarvis Landry, above Mike Williams, yes, I would do that. Um, but you get to that Calvin Ridley, Cooper Cup area... Even though Cup might be dinged up for the first couple games. Yeah, I expect it. So maybe, I don't know, maybe I'm re-evaluating. Maybe I would. Maybe I would actually take him at his ADP there. Okay. All right, yeah. fair enough. I'm going to do Fair it. enough. <laughs> All right, so uh, moving on here. Question marks? Yeah. Uh, I'll, I'll lead us off here Please with this. Please do. Uh, my question mark, I mean, which is really a softball, you know, um, is the running back situation. Who's going to step forward? Who's going to take the reins? Is it going to be a committee? Is someone going to be, you know, a three down back? Is there going to be a two down back with the pass catcher, as you alluded to? I mean, we really have no idea because pretty much everyone on this uh, running back core is just jags right now. So it's just what's going to happen? Who's going to step forward? You know, who do you want to invest your, you know, dynasty or redraft stock into on this team? Right now, it's so hard to say. I, Almost know, especially impossible. redraft, I would just stick away from the Bucks uh, running backs right now. They are all going really late. Yeah. You wouldn't just take a flyer on one guy just to see, mm. like that you could hold him for the first week and be like, "Oh, that's the guy." Maybe. Yeah. Again, depending on when you draft for a redraft, you know, I'd have to keep my ear ear to the ground here on uh, Bucks training camp and and see if I can pick up some. Uh, whispers of, of who's going to secure the starting job. Oh, what, then I would take like a that? late round oh, flyer on him. Peyton Barber is still garbage? Oh, okay, yeah. thanks for the update. Whispers? <laughs> uh, yeah, no, I, I could see that. Just out of curiosity, if you had to... I don't even pick a guy. Where does the top running back on this team... Do you think they even get to RB3 level? Whoever that is? I think it's possible. Yeah. If, if they're not doing a full-blown committee where... They're just sticking guys in for a couple drives here, a couple drives there. You know, if someone gets the majority of the workload, I think RB3 easy, maybe even RB, a low-end RB2. Wow. But again, they would have to have a significant amount of workload because I do think this offense is going to be electric and they're going to be scoring a ton of points. So I think the opportunity is there. Someone just has to grab the reins and, you know, step forward. I don't know who the hell that's going to be, but it'll be interesting to see unfold. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So call your bets now. Um, also interesting to see how this is going to unfold. James Winston. Who are you, James Winston? I know. It's so frustrating. Who are you? Um, on one hand, he's a yardage machine. Mm-hmm. He really can put up all the yards, put up plenty of points. Absolutely. He makes Mike Evans... Uh, well, I shouldn't say he makes Mike Evans. Mike Evans makes him look amazing. Yes. Chris Godwin, obviously, we just talked about. Mm-hmm. Justin Watson, we're both pretty mm-hmm. high on. 
Um, the tight end, I yeah. love O.J. Howard. I know you're not as high quite as I am on him, but I love O.J. Howard. Um, he has all the weapons. He has the backing of Bruce Arians, which has proven to be yeah. a great thing for quarterbacks in the past. Absolutely. But on the other hand, he tied for fourth in the league in interceptions last year, and he only started nine fucking games. I say he only played in like half the games, so it's, you know. So you can't, you can't negate that It's altogether. a tale of two Jameises. It's just ridiculous. So I guess, hey, whatever your league scoring is, if your league only, maybe if it's just negative one for an interception, fire him up. Absolutely. Fire him up. If it's anything more than that, it's it's tough, man. You just have to hope you hit him on the good weeks and not the bad weeks. You do, but you're going to have to take the good with the bad because it's not like he was even consistent from top defenses to bottom defenses. Right. It was just road splits or anything like that. Yeah. It's just the nature of the beast. You mm-hmm. gotta fucking strap on and ride that hurricane through, and take what it gives you. All right, nice. It is nice. Let's move on to a Hotlanta. Hotlanta, the Falcons. All right. So uh, depth chart. Um, start with quarterback. Pretty straightforward there. Matty Ice. Uh, I don't think there's anyone else we need to talk about there. bunch of uh, bunch of guys there on the team. We don't care about uh, running back. We've got Devonta Freeman, Ito Smith. Boo. <laughs> what? Sorry. I'm uh, sure you're a lovely person, Ito. Kenyon Barber. No. Stop uh, it. Marcus Green. Stop it. Brian Hill. Stop this. Ricardo Allen. Right now. Uh, no. Quadre Allison. Yes. Your boy. That's what I'm talking about. <laughs> there we go. All right. And then... Um, for wide receivers, we've got some guy named Julio Jones. I heard he's pretty good, I guess. Who is that? Um, and we've got Mr. Calvin Ridley, Mohamed Sanu. Um, after that, you know, Justin get, Hardy could be something. He could maybe. be something. Devin Gray, maybe he was a rookie last year. Um, but really, there's not a whole lot there. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. <laughs> and then uh, tight ends, we've got Austin Hooper. That's really it as far as fantasy relevant players. Oh yeah. Anyone? Anyone else you want to add that I I missed? No. Please right. no. Please no, sir. All right. So you want to leave us off with a regression candidate? I do. Not. <laughs> but I will anyways. Uh, Matt Ryan. I, it pains me to to say it um, and let me get this out of the way I'm not projecting him to take a massive dump off uh, I know we talked previously about that back and forth ping pong action he does Correct. he finishes really high and then he finishes really low and then he finishes really high um, he finished as quarterback two last year yes which I don't think if you were to ask the average Joe on the street I don't think they would have guessed that I don't think anybody knows how anybody finished beyond QB1 last year. Very true. We're all just too smitten with Mahomes. But he finished his quarterback, too. He had basically a recreation of his MVP season a couple years ago. But I I know that we talk a lot about Dirk Cutter, and it's a new old regime coming Mm -hmm. in. He's familiar. It's been a few years, but he's familiar. But it still is a change. It's still a coaching change. I still think... Devonta Freeman will get a lot more work than any running back did last year. 100%. Um, so that will take away some of his touchdown upside. That's all. I'm still thinking he's a top 10 guy 
fairly easily, honestly. I just don't see him. It'd be even a stretch to put him in the top five. I could see it. I've got him top five this year. Yeah, I can. I can see it. See, I, I mean, have no it's, issue with that. It's, it's easy to say he's going to regress when you're at number two. Well, that's it's, it. It's not. It's hard to move up from there or stay the same. Like there is going to be some sort of regression. Yeah. Um, but it's the same I don't think argument. it's going to be significant. Yeah. And I don't think it'll be crazy. I don't think you'll be disappointed with Matt Ryan this year. It's the same argument I made for Big Ben. Well, and here's the deal. You're not drafting him as the number two or the number five quarterback. I mean, you're drafting him way later. He's going off the board well after. Here's what's interesting. Now, this isn't, I don't know how up to date this is, but I said he was going right by Drew Brees. He's going in the late sixth round, which is earlier, I think, than a lot of... can I just say, I think it was my article that I posted. That's what did it. I told oh, everybody for how sure. great Matt Ryan was. For sure. Everybody flew to those mock drafts, and they started scooping him up left and right. Um, nobody is going earlier than I thought he would go. Now, that is earlier than I would have thought, right. to be honest. And But that's where I think he'll finish. So you're drafting him, for me, at about his ceiling, and I just don't do that. Especially with quarterback. I'd much rather take later guys. Again, nothing against Matt Ryan. I just don't think he will be that QB2 this year. Right. All right. So my regression candidate, and I know this is this is gonna piss some people off because he's 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 a big favorite in the you know fantasy community, but mm. uh Calvin Ridley. Yeah. Um what do you got against Calvin Ridley? I think he's a great player, young, up and coming. I, I mean Sky's the limit for him. I, I really, I, I, it's not that I dislike him at all. Mm-hmm. I just think last year his numbers were so inflated by the number of touchdowns he had. I think he's going to have regression in the touchdown category. Yeah, maybe he'll get some of that back and with some receptions and some yards. Um, I just don't see him scoring that many touchdowns again this year. So naturally, he's going to regress. I think he's going to get drafted higher than he should. Um, so that's the reason. It's not that I dislike him. I, I mean, if he was on my dynasty squad, love to have him. Like, because I, I mean, yeah, absolutely. I think long term, his future is so bright. He's going to be one of the stars, one of the studs in the league. Uh, I just think for this year, um, he's just naturally going to regress from what he had last season. That's fair. And let's be honest, we're talking about a limited number of uh, fantasy impact players on a team, so it's hard to choose some regression <laughs> players from we're time to time. So, yeah, into a corner sometimes. Yeah. Here. So it's again, it's not that I dislike him. I just think from where he was last year. Yeah, and where you have to draft them, mm-hmm. I think there's going to be a little bit of regression there. Can I just tell you how proud I am of you for saying the phrase "his future's so bright" yeah. and you said nothing about shades? Not what it, I, it didn't even seem like it crossed your mind. It didn't, unfortunately. And I feel bad for myself. No, I just think you're growing as an adult, as a human being. I don't want to be Proud-y an adult. Um, <laughs> yeah, I, I, I buy it, All and right. not to give too much foreshadowing, but we haven't stopped talking about him yet. So. All right. Um, but let's talk about the up-and-comers. Yeah, we can, I think we can tag-team this one. Yeah, um, we're since we're in the same boat. Um, You're a little more specific than I am. Yes. But in my opinion, just the running back group is going to be fire. So call it an up-and-comer for Quadre Allison and a re-up-and-comer for Devonta Freeman. That's how I'm looking at it. Absolutely. Coming back off the injury last year. Oh, he is like my go-to, like, I know he's falling in drafts right now, and I hope it stays that way come redraft season. Yeah. Because I would love to snag him, like, in the fourth, fifth round 
I mean, he... Oh, would be great. Oh, my God. I, would, I had to get him in the back of the I would probably need year. a new pair of shorts if that <laughs> happened, because I would be that excited about it. Let's be honest. All right. I mean, I'm not, I'm not going to be that excited, but I'll be pretty excited. <laughs> uh, no, it, it's, it's ridiculous. I've been trying to get him in Dynasty Leagues as much as I can, because, A, I think the injury history scares a lot of people. Mm-hmm. Um, when he's just 28 fine. now, so he's kind of getting sure. up there as far as, you know, running backs hitting that cliff. Sure. Um, but he doesn't have like as crazy of a workload as a lot of those guys exactly. do. So I like that. In general, I, in redraft though, especially, love it. You know, mm-hmm. I love Quadre. You know, I'm a big That's fan your of boy. Quadre. That's your boy. I don't really love Ito. So I should have yeah, said he's the just a guy. I mean, he's just a guy. He, yeah. He's a fine fill in here and there. I think he falls but, off pretty quickly. But he's nothing yeah. special. Yeah. I would agree. Otherwise, they wouldn't have drafted Quadre. Right. So soon. I mean, they would have probably waited till the end of the draft or picked up some undrafted free agent. Yeah, yeah, fair amount know. of draft capital behind yeah. them, um, which is great. But yeah, I think the running backs is kind of this best kept secret so far mm-hmm. in fantasy drafts. So. And again, you know, their offense is going to be electric. So boogie, woogie, woogie. Exactly. Every time you say it, I bought it. You know, I bought it like the Shades comment. I'm not fighting it no Don't more. Don't fight it. Not fighting it no more, Dustin. Um, so Question yeah. marks. Question marks. Well, so here's a fun fact. We're basically just doing flip-flops of our regression candidates. I feel right. like we're almost saying the same thing. We're just saying it a little differently. So Correct. why don't why don't you talk about why Matt Ryan is your question mark? He's my question mark um, just because, like we kind of touched on earlier, he's, he's had those ping-pong seasons where he's had a great season, finished one, two, you know, top three quarterbacks, and then he falls off to, like, the 12 to 14 range. And it's like, is he, is that going to continue? Is that trend going to continue this season? I don't think so, but it's definitely possible. As we said, he's getting a new offensive coordinator. I know it's a new old offensive coordinator, Mm -hmm. but still it's a new offensive coordinator, which is like his fourth and like fifth year, five years or something like that. So, uh, you know, it's just, there's been a lot of change. Um, It's just, it, He's got the weapons. He has the weapons. He's got the talent. It's just, is he, I don't know. Is, is he, is he going to do the ping pong thing like he has? Right. I don't know. That's the question mark. And I agree. And for me, it comes back to the touchdowns. Like, what is his touchdown mark going to be? I don't know. <laughs> like, that's not good when I just, I can't even really right. predict what it's going to be. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It's interesting. And, and my question mark is your regression candidate. It's Calvin Ridley. Um, I, Put him as a question mark, not as the regression candidate, because I don't think that he will step back from where he was last year. I know his touchdown numbers were bonkers. I think he'll make up for that in quality of targets and yardage and receptions and all that. I don't know that he'll break double digits in the touchdowns, but I don't think it matters. My my question mark is more, does he actually leapfrog over Sanu as the real number two guy? They kind of were 2A, 2B right. last year. Does he make that leap in his second year to kind of be that dude? I would like to say yes, but Sanu is not going away, and he's actually really good yeah, he's a quality. Football. Yeah, he's a quality wide receiver. You don't think about him for fantasy necessarily, although you maybe should. Great flex play. Yep, and so cheap. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's, I don't know. I want to project more from him. I just can't. Mm-hmm. All right, fair enough. Let's move on to them Panthers. Lastly, the Carolina Panthers. So we will go through the roster here very quickly. Uh, we get Cam Newton. Yeah. And then... I feel like you should talk about his backup. Will Greer. 
or, yeah. or Taylor Henneke? Uh, Which one? Both. I both would like them? to say Greer because they spent draft capital. On they it. did. Third round quarterback is yes. not nothing. That, that is no. not nothing. So um, those are your uh, quarterbacks. We've got uh, running backs. Uh, Christian McCaffrey, CMC. You. Uh, just all sorts of studly. Yep. And that's it. <laughs> I think you can stay yeah. right there. Right? Um, you know, we've got uh, Cameron Harris Payne as the backup. Um, they picked up undrafted free agent Elijah Holyfield, um, who I know just did not impress whatsoever at the Combine, but um, <laughs> still had a productive college career, so yeah. maybe something he'll catch on. Uh, but basically, that's it. Uh, there's not much else there as far as the running backs. Um, we go to the wide receivers. We've got um, DJ Moore. DJ Moore. We got DJ Moore, Curtis Samuel, uh, Torrey Smith. Yeah, Chris Hogan is there. Chris by the way. Hogan. Why do I forget? I didn't even know that that was honestly a thing. There's another Godwin. No, Terry Godwins. Godwins. Is that like his <laughs> second? Uh, Jarius Wright, really bad at football. Uh, so I mean, there's a lot of options, but let's be honest: Curtis Samuel and DJ Moore, are the top two dogs there. Yeah, yeah. And then uh, tight ends, we've got the uh, never-aging Greg Olson. What? And Ian Thomas. The uh, only aging Greg Olson. So um, those are pretty much the only two tight ends you really need to concern yourself with. aging Greg Olson. Yeah, that's it. That's that's everybody you need to really care about. Yes. Truly. Okay, can we just get... I know I started before, but I really need to hear your rationale. For this, my man, talk about your regression candidate. <laughs> All right. And again, it's not that I hate this player. I think he's a stud. Had him on my team last year. Yeah, you better keep pre-apologizing for this. And he, I rode him literally all the way to the playoffs. Like, he was amazing. Yeah. And but, all he did was try and love and impress you. And that's why I have him as a regression candidate. Christian McCaffrey. Um. Hate you. <laughs> hey, I still have him as a top five running back for the season. Don't get me long, wrong. I don't hate I him. I would never get you long. <laughs> you might. Uh, you know, number two last year. Yeah. Again, kind of like we we're saying with Matt Ryan, it's okay. hard to go up from there. Okay. I, he's okay. still. I mean, he's going to be top five. I, I mean, easy top five candidate. You know, so you're you're getting the value out of him. You know, I think. You know, going into the last offseason, they were seeing how they wanted to increase his workload and give him the ball more, and mm-hmm. they did. Yeah. And now you're hearing the coaches say, we want to lighten his workload. Yeah, I suppose you should listen. So I think that's going to happen. Again, it's not going to be significant. It's probably going to be a series here, series there. Uh, it's, it's not going to be a significant drop-off, but it's going to be enough that it does impact. I think, um, you know, Cam Newton's arm or shoulder fell off you know, the second half of the season. So he can only throw the ball five yards down the field. So Mm. hence McCaffrey was getting more dump off throws and then doing what Christian McCaffrey does and breaking tackles and juking people and running to the end zone. Um, So Cam sounds like he's uh, doing well so far in his rehab this off season. He's throwing the uh, Duke apparently. Uh, 
the football, the Duke football, the full size oh, football. I Remember the whole Andrew Luck thing last year where he's like, he was throwing like the high school size football and then like, oh no, he's throwing the Duke now. Oh. It was the NFL football. So I thought that was like weird sex slang. No, 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 no. He's throwing the Duke. No. <laughs> no, he's not. Okay, good. Good. I don't know. I thought we were veering off in a weird yeah, so, uh, so he's going to be able to throw the ball downfield more, which will only help the wide receivers and tight ends. Um, so naturally, I think Christian McCaffrey's receiving totals will fall off a little bit. Um, and like I said, they want to lighten his workload from what he had last season. So naturally, there's going to be a little bit of a drop-off. Again, don't hate him. Top five running back, great dynasty asset. Like, just go get him. But just just know, he, I don't think he's going to finish as high as he did last year. Temper expectations a little bit. Exactly. Do you think maybe some of their hesitancy and... Uh, giving him the same workload comes from the fact that they finished seven and nine, and maybe they're thinking like, "Oh man, if we want to compete, we probably shouldn't run this guy into the ground." Maybe, so really. maybe. And Could he's not the thing. biggest guy in the world. I know he looks like he has about one and a half percent body fat on him now. If you've seen the pictures, like he's oh he's goodness. gotten ripped and worked out. Uh, he looks incredible, but uh, he's still just a he's a tiny, small, compact guy. So <laughs> I don't know also if he can hold up to that, you know, every week running between the tackles, you know, beating that running back's tape. That's fair. That's fair. So who do you have? Well, by just by process of elimination here, uh, again, there's only so many guys that I really could see taking a step back in this offense. I didn't want to say Cam Newton, but I'm you shouldn't forced to say Cam Newton. I, I'm nervous. I'm flat out nervous about Cam, and I know that we've heard the reports. And yeah, he's throwing, he's throwing the Duke. Um, cool, man. Like I'll see how he does in real gameplay this year. He's different than Andrew Luck. Andrew Luck is a pocket passer. Uh, the the deal with Cam is he's taken so many hits over the years. The dude has just been sandwiched. Over and over. True. And you could you could stretch like a 30-minute highlight reel of just the hits that that guy's taken, um, and you would not be bored, I assure you that. But he that's a big part of his game. He did limit that for the first time really last year, even with his, his injury. It was unfortunate. I, I think they're going to keep pulling back on the, on the rushing attempts. Okay. Even more. So that hurts his floor a little bit. I'm still worried about his shoulder. I just am. All right. So. Hit it, hit me. Hit me with it. He finishes quarterback 13 last year. Yeah. You expect him to finish worse than that? I do, because I don't really? think he plays all 16. Really? Yeah. Oof. That's why I wanted you to bring up Will Greer. I'm honestly, he, he's a mustache for me on Dynasty Leagues. He's a mustache? He's a mustache. He's the mustache to Cam Newton's goatee. Um he really should be picked up and held in dynasty leagues, deeper dynasty leagues. Um, Which I do agree with you on that. I'm, I, I'm legitimately, I'm just nervous about it. We haven't seen, I, I've heard a lot about how he's changing up his mechanics now to throw. Mm-hmm. That far into your career, that can't be a great sign. All of a sudden, now you're expected to throw the ball entirely different than you have every year leading up to this. That that racks my nerves. Maybe he gets it together halfway through the season. I think it'll be a real bumpy ride. I think he will take even a further step back. Do you want to put the money where your mouth is? Yes. Beer bet? Yes. All right. Well, uh, okay. You don't know. Yes. No, you said he's going to finish worse than quarterback 13. Oh, then yes. I 
And and no injury discount because that's baked into this. Right. Yep. Yeah, no injury discount. Done. Yes. Cheers to it. Cheers to the beer bet. All right. Excellent. Second in the books. I like it because I have him as my number four quarterback gross. on the season. So, oh, oh, I can't wait to rub this in your face. I can't wait for you to take <laughs> him in our draft. And then I could. Oh, and I will ride him you. all the way to the championship. I'll take the ship home and it's going to be great. We're going to sail into the sunset together, me and Cam Newton. Uh, with our belts over our shoulders, and it's going to be wonderful. You're gross. You're a gross human being, and I you're going to be jealous. <laughs> uh, yeah, I just can't see it, man. All right, so up and coming players, uh, we are hey. one in the same again. Yeah, we disagree on some things, but this were came right, right back. there, lock right and step. I love middle. it. Yes. How about that, uh, Curtis Samuel, man? Yeah, he is fucking good at football. That's a fair way of putting it. Yeah. Um, Here's what bums me out about Curtis Samuel. I drafted him in his rookie year, which goes against my don't do not draft rookie wide receivers, and this is what started to help me realize that. I drafted him in his rookie season because I thought him and CMC were going to be like basically one A one B. You know, right. gonna, they can both do all the things, and and he'll get involved in the in the rushing game too, and he'll be all this short yardage and get. And then eh, no, no, it just never happened. Flash forward. <laughs> to this last year and come about week seven no excuse me week eight and he's starting to get the onto the field 90 percent of the time and you see those numbers just bump right the hell up mm-hmm. it was beautiful um i love him i want more of him yeah i have no disagreements you have to remember his rookie season he was injured so last yes, year, also true. last year was essentially his rookie season. So yeah. I mean, he, I mean, you just got still missed a little bit of time. But. Yeah, and you just got to love the trajectories on. Like I love it. Okay. I am all over it. Um, I picked him up on my um, my orphan dynasty team. He was on my mm-hmm. my orphan team, and I thought about trading him. Couldn't get it. I, I I tried. I put feelers out. Nobody really wanted him. I hung on to him, and now I'm so glad I did because as you should be. Oh, he is gonna pop. I love it. I honestly see a world where he finishes as a low-end wide receiver, too. Like, I could see that happening. If you only look at that from week eight, or, excuse me, sorry, it's not week eight. It's his his eighth game play. But if you look from there on, when he got that 90-plus percentage of snaps, the dude just lit people up. If you can stretch that out across a whole season, it's within the range of outcomes that he mm-hmm. becomes a wide receiver too. And you're Absolutely. drafting him where? I mean, he is sh- starting to creep up a little bit, but uh, but he's still down. I'm scrolling. I'm scrolling. I'm scrolling. He's too far down this list. Uh, he uh, uh, this is fantasy football calculator, but he is low kiki cutie. Below I'd rather have Curtis. James Washington. Below Deshaun Jackson. I'd rather have Curtis. He is just below Marquez Valdez Scanling. Rather yeah. have Curtis. Yeah, and that's the cutoff. Yeah, I mean, I'd, I'd take take him over all of them. He's going right above Paris Campbell, a rookie wide receiver, going into a congested offense, mm-hmm. with, where the coach has basically said he'll be on there spotily. He'll be on the field. Yeah. Spot no, I, I would take him over all those players. So let's keep that ADP yeah. nice and low. Absolutely. 
All right. So who do you have for your, your big old question mark? My question mark is Greg Olson. Basically, his foot has been injured the last couple of years. He's flirted with retirement. Uh, you know, how effective is he going to be? I know Cam, Cam loves him. Like when he's on the field, Cam gives him all the balls. Like he, you know, he force feeds him. He gets up in his ear and he sings he does. Al Davis. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, I just don't know if he can stay healthy anymore. Like he's, he's not, he's not super old. He's 34, I believe. Um, So it's not like he's an ancient tight end, but at the same time, he just hasn't proven to stay healthy the last few years. And I just don't think he can do it. Uh, Ian Thomas uh, flashed last year. He's a young, you know, up and coming tight end. I like, I think he's going to get more involved in the offense this year. So um, that's why I have Greg Olson as my question mark. See, it's not a question mark for me because I just know he's going to be garbage. So I didn't even bother <laughs> bringing his, his name up there. I, I have no qualms with saying that Greg Olson is done. I don't want anything to do with him. Just just carry your old bones off the field, Greg. Um, my big question mark comes on the heels of our Curtis Samuel talk. Is There's kind of a discussion going back and forth right now about who is really going to be the leading wide receiver there because Devin Funches is gone mm-hmm. who was by default basically their wide receiver one T.J. Moore looked really good last year and for basically the entire year for a rookie wide receiver coming in he was pretty fucking solid um, the issue is most of his production came in four games so he had almost 800 yards and basically all of that was from four games um, it's a lot like Traquan Smith the difference being when Traquan saw his targets, he got production, mm-hmm. and he got a lot of it. Moore saw a ton of targets, but it was real crusty. It was real wavy about how he got production. A lot of short, nothing passes, do you not think, big yard after the catch Do you think stuff. that's maybe because Cam Newton's shoulder fell off? It certainly could be, but again, I don't love Cam Newton this year True. or his shoulder, so I have to put that on him. It's... It's different with Curtis because he can take the short ones and go. Right. D.J. Moore isn't really that guy. He's he's great with contested catches from what I yeah. saw in limited. Great route bits. runner. But he does. He's it's yeah. not he's exactly not the yak a guy. yak machine. Yeah, he's not the yak guy. It's not that he can't do that either because he did do that sometime. It just wasn't consistent. That's just not his game. Yeah. So I, it's a little. Uh, it's tough. It's tough with him. I'm not. Again, I'm not saying he's going to be bad. But I just am not ready to commit to him being good either. All right. Whew, we did it. We did it. One last thing. Yep. Season predictions. Our meaningless season predictions. That's right. Let's do it. All right. So we are actually in agreement as the order of how the teams will finish in the division. Uh, just a little bit different on the record. Yeah. So All right. uh, I got the Saints at 11 and 5, Falcons 9 and 7, Carolina 9 and 7, and the Bucks 8 and 8. Yeah, I've got Saints kind of dominating again like last year, 12-4. and four. I think they're still pissed off. Two straight playoff uh, finishes that were Oh, they're going to be so coming cool. out uh, to prove some things. They're going to slaughter some people. I wanted to put them even higher, honestly. I just couldn't yeah. figure the math to yeah. work quite well enough. Um, then I got the Falcons still doing exceptionally well. A lot of this because of the running game. 11-5. and five. I think they're well-rounded this year. Um, Panthers, I see... Is doing better by default than last year, but again, I, I have a lot of concerns about him, so I have him 
an eight and eight. Bucks also sitting eight and eight. Ties all around. I think Arians can do a lot for this team. I just don't think he can get it all done his first year. Yeah, I agree. All right, so that'll do it for this week's show. Uh, anything else you want to add here, Jake? I'm just excited to be able to drink beer again, whether it's hibiscus beer or any other kind. Uh, I agree. I mean, let's be honest. Last mm-hmm. week's scotch was terrific. Oh, it was so I, good. I really did love it. Yeah. Um, but beer but is kind of my wheelhouse. This That's is where your home is. Absolutely. <laughs> this is your sweet spot. Absolutely. Uh, so um, yeah. just a reminder, everyone, check us out on Twitter, at Drinking Fantasy. That's where you can find the podcast. Uh, shoot us any uh, questions you may have. We'll answer them on the air. Uh, we'll answer. Bullets. We'll answer prior to that too. It's not like we're going to let you hang out there for a week, you know. Uh, if you have any draft questions, trade polls, uh, anything like that, we're here to answer you and give you some advice. Uh, you can find me at FF Dusty Dog on Twitter. You can find me at Jake Trowbridge, and um, we'll just talk to you next week, continuing our uh, divisional uh, breakdowns. And until then, keep on drinking and talking fantasy football. That's what we're talking about. Cheers, FFers.